0: Autumn in the beautiful Blue Ridge Mountains of Roanoke, Virginia. Hello, everyone. This is your Captain Jamie Lee, and today we have a special treat for you. No tricks, just treats. For you see, it's it's Halloween time. You see, the celebration of Halloween. Well, it, it's here. And you know, Halloween was extremely limited in colonial New England because of the rigid Protestant belief systems there. Halloween was much more common in Maryland and the southern colonies. As the beliefs and customs of different European ethnic groups and the American Indians meshed, a distinctly American version of Halloween began to emerge. The first celebrations included play parties, which were public events held to celebrate the harvest. Neighbors would share stories of the dead, tell each other's fortunes, dance and sing. Colonial Halloween festivities also featured the telling of ghost stories and mischievous making of all kinds. By the middle of the 19th century, annual autumn festivities were common, but Halloween was not yet celebrated everywhere in the country. In the second half of the 19th century, America was flooded with new immigrants. These new immigrants, especially the millions of Irish fleeing the Irish potato famine, helped to popularize the celebration of Halloween nationally. pieces of candy. I got a chocolate bar. I got a quarter. I got a rock. Borrowing from European traditions, Americans began to dress up in costumes and go house to house asking for food or money, a practice that eventually became today's trick-or-treat tradition. Young women believed that on Halloween they could divine the name or appearance of their future husband, by doing tricks with yarn, apple parings or mirrors. In the late 1800s, there was a move in America to mold Halloween into a holiday more about community and neighborly get-togethers than about ghost pranks and witchcraft. At the turn of the century, Halloween parties for both children and adults became the most common way to celebrate the day. Parties focused on games, foods of the season, and Festive Costume. I was working in the lab late one night when my eyes beheld an eerie sight for my monster from his slab began to rise and suddenly to my surprise, he did the, match. He did the monster mash. It was a graveyard smash. He did the it caught on in a flash. He did the, match. He did the monster man. By the 1920s and 1930s, Halloween had become a secular but community-centered holiday, with parades and and town-wide Halloween parties as the featured entertainments. And yes, they were doing the Monster Mash. Despite the best efforts of many schools and communities, vandalism began to plague some celebrations in many communities during this time. By the 1950s, town leaders had successfully limited vandalism, and Halloween had evolved into a holiday directed mainly at the young Due to the high numbers of young children during the 50s baby boom, parties moved from town civic centers into the classroom or home where they could be more easily accommodated. Between 1920 and 1950, the centuries-old practice of trick-or-treating was also revived. Trick-or-treating was a relatively inexpensive way for an entire community to share the Halloween celebration. In theory... Families could also prevent tricks being played on them by providing the neighborhood children with small treats. Thus, a new American tradition was born, and it has continued to grow. Today, Americans spend an estimated $6 billion annually on Halloween, making it the country's second-largest commercial holiday after Christmas. Halloween has always been a holiday filled with mystery, magic, and superstition. It began as a Celtic end-of-summer festival during which people felt especially close to deceased relatives and friends. For these friendly spirits, they set places at the dinner table, left treats on doorsteps and along the side of the road, and lit candles to help loved ones find their way back to the spirit world. Today's Halloween ghosts are often depicted as more fearsome and mal and our customs and superstitions are scarier, too. We avoid crossing paths with black cats, afraid that they might bring us bad luck. This idea has its roots in the Middle Ages, when many people believed that witches avoided detection by turning themselves and two black cats we try not to walk under ladders for some reason this superstition may have come from the ancient egyptians who believe that triangles were sacred it also may have something to do with the fact that walking under a leaning ladder tends to be fairly unsafe and around halloween especially we try to avoid breaking mirrors stepping on cracks in the road or spilling salts get <laughs> Witches were people who practiced witchcraft, using magic spells and calling upon spirits for help or to bring about change. Most witches were thought to be pagans doing devil's work. Many, however, were simply natural healers or so called wise women whose choice of profession was misunderstood. The evil green skinned witch flying on her magic broomstick may be a Halloween icon and a well-worn stereotype. But the actual history behind how witches came to be associated with such an everyday household object is anything but dull. It's not clear exactly when the broom itself was first invented, but the act of sweeping goes back to ancient times, when people likely used bunches of thin sticks, reeds, and other natural fibers to sweep aside dust or ash from a fire or hearth. Vampires are evil, mythological beings that roam the night in search of victims for their blood. Often associated with Count Dracula, the legendary subject of Bram Stoker's epic 1897 novel, Dracula, the history of vampires began long before Stoker was born. These dark characters harken back to ancient Greek mythology and embody a superstition that thrived during the Middle Ages. Werewolves are, according to some legends, people who morph into vicious, powerful wolves. Others are a mutant combination of human and wolf. All are bloodthirsty beasts, Descriptions of werewolves date back as, as early as Greek mythology and early Nordic folklore. streets of Soho in the rain He was looking for the place called Lee Ho Fuchs Gonna get a big dish of beef chow Tricksters and represent one of the oldest and most pervasive archetypes in the world. They can be both funny and scary, cheerful or creepy, and they often make it difficult for others to tell whether they're lying. In the 1970s and early 80s, the American image of the clown shifted towards something more sinister with the media coverage of John Wayne Gacy, a serial murderer who had occasionally dressed as Pogo the Clown. And Ghosts and the Supernatural will tell you their golden rule. Don't play with Ouija boards. Opening up a Ouija board, they say, is like opening up a portal to the other side. Sure, it could connect you with a deceased grandparent, but more likely than not, it's bound to invite an unwanted spirit into your midst. And once that connection is open, it may be very difficult to close, no matter how much you like that pointer to land on goodbye. That's one theory, anyway. The more scientific explanation for how an Ouija board really works, and the resulting creepy Ouija board stories as a psychological concept called the uh, ideometer effect. This is a studied phenomenon in which your body is said to move according to your subconsciousness will. So yes, while your big sister may be intentionally messing with you, there's also the possibility that she is actually guiding the tear-shaped planche without even realizing it. Whichever notion you subscribe to, everyone loves freaky Ouija board stories when it's time for a Halloween. Check out these scary Halloween stories that really happened. Owen started playing with Ouija boards when he was a child, and he has continued to experience paranormal phenomena ever since. My grandfather on my dad's side died before I was born says the 24-year-old Ohio native. He and my dad were estranged, so my dad never spoke of him or had pictures of him around. One day, Owen began seeing and talking to a person he called Michael. Unbeknownst to him, Michael was his grandfather's name. Finally, his parents set me down showed me a picture of a man that I had never seen, and asked me if I knew who it was. I told them it was Michael, and that he was there with us right then. When Vince, now 30, was a child, one of his friends goaded him into playing with an Ouija board in his basement. Young Vince didn't expect anything out of the ordinary to happen, so he went along with it. Once they started to play, however, the lights began to flicker, the air around them grew cold, and a spirit began to communicate with them through the board. The spirit spelled out a Russian name and claimed he had been murdered. We took a break to make some pizza rolls, Vince says, but we forgot to close the circle when we were done. If you're new to Ouija board stories... That's a giant no-no. After returning to the basement, the energy was much heavier, and books and things were sprawled out on the floor. And yet, the board remained perfectly still in the center of the room, just how they left it. Upon looking at a mirror that we had nearby, the eye of the Ouija board was moving sporadically In its reflection, four young women moved into an old New England apartment together. You know the type with squeaky floorboards and long, dark hallways. A month after they moved in, one of the roommates realized that her favorite stuffed teddy bear was missing. The others all said they hadn't touched it or seen it. Weeks went by. And she almost forgot about her teddy when something strange happened. She opened the door to one of the closets they hardly ever used, and there on the top shelf sat her furry friend. All of her roommates swore they had no idea how it happened. Now, whenever the teddy bear goes missing for a few days, she knows exactly where to find it. Here's some haunted places in the United States that you might not be aware of. While it may be harder to find people who outright admit they are afraid of ghosts, if you took them to an old, creepy, and spacious haunted house, they would eventually lose the facade and admit they are human too. Haunted hotels, houses, hospitals, and other buildings with a long history of unsolved mysteries or highly questionable events that can be corroborated with real news stories add a lot to the scare factor, but it isn't always required. The architecture alone can have a very intimidating and overwhelming elements that make you feel powerless or lost. Here are some haunted places in America the Trans-Allegheny Lunatic Asylum in Weston, West Virginia. Oh, I know it well. Ah, the classic insane asylum, a place that is frightening regardless of age or structure. This infamous mental hospital was home to a number of mental patients who passed away during the Civil War which adds to the imagination of horrifying screams of soldiers who were crying in pain from losing their minds due to the highly torturous methods of curing the mentally disturbed. The Trans-Allegheny Lunatic Asylum really is one of the most haunted places in the United States. The Velasca Axe Murder House in Velasca, Iowa. Ghost haunt houses that they cannot leave due to some unresolved or unsolved part of their death. In this instance, it's the murders of an entire family in Iowa. No one knows what happened or why they were murdered, but just the thought of some fion chopping up a man, his wife, and children with an axe are enough to strike fear into visitors' hearts. How about the Ohio State Reformatory in Mansfield, Ohio? Ohio State Reformatory is another one of the most haunted places in the United States. The name Reformatory already sounds highly suspect. This is where little boys were sent to be reformed or rather punished heavily until they were scared straight, essentially. This creepy castle of horrors feels as though it is covered in a layer of grime that will never be removed, and the tales of little ghosts add to that cold shiver of dread. The Eastern State Penitentiary in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. Prisons are made to scare you. Believe me, I know, I worked one in Mannheim, Germany. That's the entire purpose of the criminal punishment system. The thought of going to jail is supposed to be the deterrent of crime, but we know most crimes are undeserved of the type of inhumane conditions found in prisons like Eastern State in Philadelphia. This is one of the haunted places in America that will give you nightmares for weeks. The Stanley Hotel in Estes Park, Colorado is another place to visit if you like haunted places. It's another one on our list here in America, the Stanley Hotel. It's a luxury hotel that sounds like a pleasant place, right? Well, this one was home to Stephen King's masterfully creepy movie, The Shining. Even for those who haven't seen the movie, its interior and creaky sounds play on the mind enough to prevent you from ever falling asleep. Red rum, anyone? And then there's the Winchester Mystery House in San Jose, California. This is a bit of an an unorthodox haunted house, both in terms uh, of architecture and backstory. Legend has it that the house is flooded with the ghost of those who have died under the Winchester family name, including Winchester's own life. It is also said that the construction workers who helped build the massive property also reside here to prevent anyone else from living there. And then there's the West Virginia State Penitentiary in Moundsville, West Virginia. Adding to the list of vehemently abusive and bloody prisons Moundsville was a major contributor to prisoners' deaths via torture and murders, as well as the state's own liberal usage of electric chair executions. If there were any place that has ghosts roaming the grounds for frightened visitors, it would be Moundsville. This is absolutely one of the scariest places in the United States. And then if you really like to be scared out of your wits, go to Waverly Hills Sanatorium in Louisville, Kentucky. Waverly Hill Sanatorium is considered one of the most haunted places in the state of Kentucky. This eerie home of horrors of the past is a relic of modern medicine's ugly and downright ignorant history. This building housed tens of thousands of tuberculosis patients, many of them small children who were trapped in a never-ending torture experiment. Nothing but howling and screaming filled these walls during operation, which adds to the cold whistling of its current empty shell today. The Bell Witch Cave in Adams, Tennessee is a sight to visit. Caves are the perfect home for a wandering spirit, and the Bell Witch Cave has been labeled by many as the most haunted place in America. This cave is home to a haunting resident who once terrified the Bells who owned a farm nearby. No one knows why the ghost had such a problem with the family, but any tourist who passes through and explores the cave do not last more than a few minutes before the darkness proves too much. And finally, there's the Marshall House in Savannah, Georgia. Last but not least is a hotel that tops all haunted house lists every year in the United States. This old hotel also suffers from pre-war era hexes and old tales of lost soldiers who wander the halls of the building. The staff that works there are of especially thick skin, but that does not mean they are immune to the eeriness that looms over the hotel. They often witness shapes, sounds, and temperature changes that keep them on edge. The Marshall House Hotel is considered to be one of the most haunted hotels, and not only in Georgia, but in the entire United States. Trick-or-treating, Halloween parties, costumes. Carving pumpkins, telling scary stories filled with monsters, and going to haunted houses. We grew up celebrating Halloween. It's a ritual, and rituals keep us together. Think for a moment about how often you interact and with your neighbors. I mean, if you're the average American, you probably don't know most of the people on your block. If you have kids trick-or-treating is a great way to to get to know the neighbors even if you don't have kids putting a goblin out on the lawn and sitting on your stoop with a bucket of candy might enhance your block level social capital (laughs) there's something incredibly liberating about a holiday that encourages children to take candy from strangers I hope you have a fun-filling night this Halloween with your family and friends. This is Jamie. Thanks for listening. Because the best day of my life is right here with you. Happy Halloween, everyone.